So tell me what you think about Ron DeSantis announcing on Tucker Carlson's show that he's joining the Surrender Caucus. Oh, Charlie, I am so depressed about this. Really? Really am. So, yeah, I mean, you look around the world and like it or not, the United States remains the great bulwark, if you will, against authoritarianism, against aggression, against bigger countries gobbling up smaller ones. And for us to drop that as a goal of our foreign policy, as a, as a concept of who we are as a nation, which is what the Republican Party is in the process of doing and joining the Surrender Caucus here regarding Ukraine, I mean, it is a really frightening prospect because one of these guys, Trump or DeSantis, could be our next president. Trump has said explicitly he wants to withdraw from NATO. One of the reasons that John Bolton, who was willing to swallow everything from Trump, mm-hmm. almost everything, has said that he will work to prevent him from holding office again is because he said he, he will withdraw from NATO, uh, thus destroying NATO. But, you know, DeSantis has a good chance of being the Republican nominee, too. And he has decided that, you know, he sees no U.S. national interest in defending Ukraine. And let me just juxtapose this, you know, for people who may wonder whether, you know, well, you know, we don't have to do everything around the world. I mean, let other people step up and so on. This is what the MAGA people always say. You know, let the Europeans do it. Let somebody else do it. You know, there's other people out there who want to play the leading role. And as we saw in the last couple of weeks, China just negotiated a deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia. What could go wrong? Um, And, you know, nobody saw that coming, right? I mean, that is a sign of China's self-concept. They want to be the world's leading power. And by negotiating this deal, who knows what will happen to it? I mean, the the hostility between those two countries is very, very deep. And uh, maybe this won't hold. Who knows? But China is exerting, it's throwing elbows. It's exerting its influence around the world. And, you know, the world will not be a better place if Chinese leadership supplants U.S. leadership. No, it it won't. And you would think that uh, somebody like Ron DeSantis would know that. Actually, I I do think he knows better. Um, And what he's doing is he's simply pandering to the MAGA base. His strategy is to not allow any daylight between himself and Donald Trump. But there are real world consequences. And it's not just that he might be president. In March of 2023, what message does it send to the rest of the world, to our enemies and to our allies right. uh, about American resolve? You know, 70% of Republican voters now, 60, 70%, are now supporting uh, people who would essentially throw uh, Ukraine under the bus, uh, who are accepting the either the pro-Putin or the anti-anti-Putin line about this particular war. And so you have people making decisions right now in real time based on what they think about American reliability. Is America going to, you know, still be a, you know, is back in the world? Uh, Are they still going to be a leader of the free world? Is the Western alliance going to hold? And Ron DeSantis' announcement does as much as anything that we've seen in in recent months that would cast out on all of that. You know, between Kevin McCarthy Mm -hmm. controlling the House and the two leading candidates for president on the Republican side— what do you think Vladimir Putin is thinking yeah. about 
Western resolve. What do you think about what the Chinese are thinking about Western resolve and the willingness of, of the West to uh, to play a role of international leadership as, right now? No, that's exact. That's a great point, and it's so right. The signals are going to be very, very loud and and received in in Moscow and in Beijing. You know, and it's uh, it's really terrifying. On my daily podcast, I talked about this with James Holman from the Washington Post. He's an editorial writer and a columnist there. And he thinks this is dumb politics by Ron DeSantis. He made an interesting point. He said, you know, this idea that he can continue to pander to Trump's positions might expose the fact that he's really not ready for prime time, that this is is going to sow doubts about his seriousness as a leader in the donor class among many of the so we say the anti-anti-Trump folks who had kind of projected upon him all kinds of qualities and values. And now that he started opening his mouth, people are going, really? You're, you're, that's, that's who you are? That you're going to do this? That we're not just getting non-Trump? We're going to get somebody who is going to surrender the fight for freedom in our time? Really? This is who you are? So I don't know. What do you think? Smart politics. I mean, cagey politics that he's just he's he's going for that Trumpian lane and he's not going to give any opening there. He's not going to be Jeb exclamation pointed out of this race. So so let's sort of think about the counterfactual for a second. Imagine that DeSantis went on Tucker Carlson and said, you know, I've done this and I've done that on immigration and on the woke schools and uh, CRT and blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you something, Tucker, you're wrong about Ukraine. This is a vital American interest. We are for liberty. We are not the country that is going to see a freedom-loving society, you know, butchered by an aggressor. We are going to defend them. That is what we stand for. It's what we've always stood for, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm. What do you think would have happened to his stature after that, especially if he had been able to bat down Tucker? It would have said to people, he's ready. He's ready to take on Trump. He's ready to lead the party. He's a man of substance, whatever you might think about some of his policies. There's something there. Instead, he looks like an empty suit, which is what he is. Yes. And, you know, let's play this out a little bit more, the the counterfactual. He's running as, you know, the freedom governor, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't it? What's what's the title of it? It's it's all about freedom, even though they're banning books and doing all these (laughs) other things. But it's all about freedom. So he could have looped this in and said, you know, Tucker, I think that this, this choice next year is going to be about freedom, about freedom of Americans. And you know what? Americans need to stand for freedom in the face of bullies exactly. everywhere. Not, maybe not everywhere. <laughs> this is the fight. I mean, he could have thrown in some bromides about, you know, we're not going to give them a blank check. And, you know, we, need, we obviously need to, you know, show fiscal prudence and we need to focus on that. He could have done all of this stuff, you know, about the domestic needs. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to focus on. But, mm-hmm. but, Tucker, we're a great enough nation already that we can do more than one thing at a time. And if freedom loses in Ukraine— We will embolden the Chinese, and we will embolden the enemies of freedom, and I will stand as the bulwark of freedom. Um, He could have pulled that off. He could have pulled it off, and he could have said, by the way, to the audience that is already primed to be very worried about China but not Russia, he could have said, the worst thing we can do in terms of emboldening the Chinese is to abandon Ukraine. Mm -hmm. 
that is the worst possible message to send to the Chinese. Uh, and, and he would have looked large. He would have been large. And that would have reawakened some of those dormant Reaganite senses in the breasts of, of the base where there's still some of that left if, they, if it came in the mouth of somebody that they already kind of are well disposed toward, like coming out of somebody like Jeb or, you know, that's, that's not going to do it. But DeSantis could have done it. And he has and really, he could have been a leader. Yeah. He could have been a leader. And he has totally missed the moment. And I can't exaggerate the consequential force of this. I mean, it was a kind of hinge moment. And by his making that decision could affect the future of this country. I'm sorry. I don't want to, like, get carried away. But I agree with you. In fact, the more we talk about it, the clearer it becomes, I think. Because, you know, one of the things we've seen is how malleable opinion is, particularly on the MAGA right. You know, if Donald Trump comes out in favor of A, Mm -hmm. even though everybody had, you know, supported policy B the day before, uh, they're going to come around. I mean, we've seen what happens when someone provides cover. If Ron DeSantis, who enjoys a honeymoon period right now, Republicans are inclined to follow him and believe him. If he would have said this— he would have affected public opinion on the Republican side. It's not fixed. It's not a thing out there. Yes. It's like, which yes. direction do you go? It's soft at this point. Yes. It's very soft. And people are going, well, if everybody that I like is saying that we should bug out, maybe we should bug out. On the other hand, if people I like and trust are saying that this is a fight that we must have, you know, if I'm hearing this from Mike Pence and Nikki Haley and I'm hearing it from Mike Pompeo and now I'm hearing it from Ron DeSantis, maybe that's the right thing. And let's face it, the talking about Reagan-esque policies of strength, you know, standing for freedom, uh, pushing back against tyranny, these are things that are not contraindicated by the id of the right at the moment. These are things that are kind of latent. They can be tapped into. So what he's done is not just about him. I think that he will have hastened the the, the softening and the sliding of Republican opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if we have public opinion polls in the next few months showing now that a strong majority of Republicans are now um, hostile to our support of Ukraine because, you know, thought leadership, this is the problem with thought leadership. You have to think first and then you have to lead, you know, but whatever, right? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the complication. This is exactly why I said I'm really depressed this morning. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. 